Fredo won the contest, and by winning the contest, I mean he's gonna have to listen to this unhinged rant that I had in between episodes. So I didn't. I, I would have said it last episode, regardless. But um, what happened to me was I went to uh, well, San, where where I'm at, they they dropped the mask mandate. The county dropped the the mask mandate finally, and private businesses are still kind of like, nope, we're still gonna do it. You know, a lot of a lot of private businesses out here, and. The one I found has the most like strict mask mandate are the cannabis dispensaries out here. They like you have to wear your mask like in there. So but but it's crazy because you'll go to a bunch of different stores. You'll go, hey, I'm going to go to you know CVS. I'm going to go here. No mask, no mask. But then like you, you think as a private business, you'd be tired of like trying to enforce that when nobody else is like people just probably aren't even carrying them with them and and all that. So I go in there and I have a. Uh, I have like one of those neck gaiters. So it's like not even a real mask. Like nobody even like views that as a mask, but I have it down because I'm waiting. I'm like, are they going to tell me something? And the lady's like, yeah. Uh, could you, could you, could you pull it up? She does a little thing. Could you, could you pull it up? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. She's checking in, checking in my info to make sure I can go back into the, to the room. And then uh, as, as, you know, a little silence goes by and she goes, you know, I think some people think this is over, but here we're going to decide when it's over. I was like, Oh. god yeah it oh, was wow. it's not over till they say it's over it, yeah and i'm just like well, i don't know I, I, like that, that I, doesn't a, surprise me no. honestly of all locations and do you want to do you want to hear my little rant as to why no yeah. please yeah okay well, you, i don't want you to take personal offense to this all right so mm. you know one of my I, I think you you follow me on twitter so you've seen this take this is a long-running take of mine my mm. my long-running take is that like basically the marijuana stuff is like basically a government psyop they want 100%. everybody do, they want everybody doing it um and you know because it, you'll notice it's not like they're with the marijuana stuff it's not like the government programs with this are not similar to say uh like portugal what portugal did with hard drugs where they just they're not it's not that they're not throwing people in jail what you're seeing is like governments like actively promoting it right so right. my theory on this is that it just it chills people out it's more docile population etc so with that in mind like in my brain like the way i view the world those dispensaries are kind of like regime central so it doesn't surprise it doesn't actually surprise me that they would be uh still you know running the covid stuff uh yeah even now yeah no and they're the, the state takes like an insane tax on it yeah so I'll say if you if you buy something so like my whole thing is california is like we'll make it legal but we want you to know how bad it is by how much we tax you like you we want you to know we you still shouldn't be doing that it's kind of like a weird concept because like you know the the taxes it's out of this world like you know a lot of taxes in california are but the taxes are so let's say something that costs like 60 bucks you'll pay like 86 out of the door it's like insane uh-huh. it's still you know less I mean? than tobacco though is it wow. yeah that's probably that's probably what they kind of what they modeled it after but yeah they they want i i wouldn't be surprised i don't know i'll put it this way i've been smoking weed before the government wanted me to from the five to the six we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip i need food for the kids money for the rent fuck a lockdown baby i can't do that shit and i don't never vote because i'm fucking broke and either way i know the police ain't gonna leave me alone on the
plane by the visit Glen Rock. Me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me, so I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Sliding, cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Oh, you love to see it, dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. Who you with? They, uh, you know what's funny about those taxes is you know, we don't have to go too far into this because I don't I don't even know where this is going. But uh, you know, so I don't so I quit smoking twenty uh, like twenty two years ago, right? Tobacco, Just, right? Cigarettes. Tobacco, okay. yeah, and also uh, marijuana. I quit at the same time. Uh, so for different reasons, but, uh, to be- tobacco, actually, I think is dope as hell. I just don't want lung cancer. Right. And mm. there's, uh, um, there are some interesting takes out there. I'm just not willing to take the risk that are basically <sighs> along the lines of the fact that like tobacco is not carcinogenic. It's that the tobacco plant is like a sponge for every possible toxin in the environment like it just when it grows it sucks up everything and that smoking that like so like under this theory you know like the native americans didn't get uh like lung cancer from from smoking but that aside so i don't i don't smoke anymore but what i do is so there's tobacco free snooze now i don't know if you've seen it it's like nicotine pouches you yeah in your Mm -hmm. lip so it's like there's no act. So it's a pouch, like a snooze pouch, but there's no actual tobacco in it. So you don't get mouth cancer, right? You just get it's like nicotine salt. So mm-hmm. I do that. And one of the things I find interesting about that is some states levy tobacco tax on that and others do not. Mm-hmm. And I tend to order it online. And depending on where you're having it shipped, you you actually they actually break it out. It's not like when you buy cigarettes at the corner store where it's just, oh, it's eight seventy five. You don't know yeah. necessarily what the price of the cigarette is because it's like a national website. Like they have one price, and then if you check out and you put a, a shipping address for a state that puts tobacco taxes on these ni- non-tobacco nicotine products, mm. uh, it'll actually like have it as a line item, like sales tax. So there are states where, like, I, I found this, figured this out. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to start messing around, like, because I'm a weird person. I want to see, like, what states are doing with this. There are states where the, toba- the tobacco tax was as much as the can. So, mm-hmm. like, the, the can would be, or you know, $3, and the tobacco tax would be, like, two seventy five or something like that. Yeah. Is one of them New York state? No, so New York State actually did not put, did not wow. have uh, tobacco taxes on this. They didn't consider it with tobacco. The weird thing in New York, I just knowing from people that live there, is the they have to make special unflavored ones for New York because yeah. you're not allowed to sell it with flavor. And right. I, th- I think they think that it encourages too many kids to do it. Oh, but yeah. like, but like. I don't know. It's just sort of weird because snooze is usually flavored, not always, but like, you know, it typically is. So it's just sort of, I don't know. It's a little strange. Yeah. What would it taste like normally? Just tobacco? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there is not tobacco. There's no tobacco in it. So what what would it taste like? Well, what they, what they do is they, they make one that tastes like tobacco for New York. Mm. (laughs) They try to almost like mimic the taste of, of tobacco. Yeah, Yeah. 
Yeah. Imagine if you did, got a full on like science degree to just make like tobacco sim- simulated tobacco. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Like that's what you do with it. Gosh. It's it's like a really interesting industry because uh, it's exploding now. These tobacco like these tobacco free snooses or or nicotine pouches they're called because uh, everyone's turning away from vaping because they figured out like you know vaping has some issues right with like popcorn lung and shit mm-hmm. like that so everybody's like uh turning to these and so that what what happened are like the big tobacco companies started buying up a lot of the pouch companies damn damn it's like uh it's like uh like one of those like insane like uh like wars of the businesses you hear about from like the turn of the century and stuff like (laughs) yeah this family bought this family (laughs) but um i should i should introduce our guest here uh we have fredo uh, third time, third time. Or, no, actually, it's only your second time here. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, is it? Wait, no, it's sure? three. It's, it's three. three. I don't know. I there was a guy that sounded like you the first time we had. Oh, him. you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is only two. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It confuses me too right. sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. no, there was right. a guy. There was a guy that was like very similar interests and everything. But yeah, I just I don't know. We gotta get in touch with that guy again. But uh, anyways, um, I what I really wanted to talk about is the uh oh by the way fredo's on every tuesday night uh with the good old boys on uh, on twitch so uh, make sure you guys check that out too um what i wanted to talk about was the what got me thinking about this was the canadian trucker protests and uh over the uh, vaccine mandates and how bank accounts were frozen during that and i saw a lot of people posting uh like ironically like you, you know when people want to like sound like a little shithead they do like the uppercase lowercase uppercase lowercase kind of like yes. you know they never seen it. doing never yeah, seen yeah, it. yeah yeah you don't do that yeah <laughs> and the uh the the what people were doing that with like bitcoin fixes this yeah but i was kind of like doesn't it yeah you yeah. know like like <laughs> uh, to an extent right because what people well, say notably, is like they, yeah. i mean the truckers i don't know if you, this didn't get a lot of publicity but the truckers did raise a bunch of money in bitcoin and they used a, a a non-custodial platform where they were holding their own private keys right like they weren't just getting their money sent to them on coinbase and that was never seized uh even to this day uh-huh. because it, it basically can't be um yeah. so they're still trying to work out like, you know, the people that ran the fundraiser are, now, are still, I believe, working out like who's going to get paid. Like, you know what I mean? Like what they're actually going to do with the money. But that money was never actually uh, able yeah. to be frozen or taken by the government. You know, yeah. someone just put it on an exchange and opened up like 100x long. And they're like, let's go, dude. We're fucking it. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep 1% of it and you guys can get. Yeah. And then liquidated. That's what you would do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was the guy. I'll leave this guy yeah. around your, around your, uh, yeah. yeah. Be your key holder. <laughs> but, uh, the, um, <laughs> yeah. The, well, cause I, no, it, it's true. Like I, and I, I've been seeing a lot of people, even people that I like normally think are, are smart you know, or, or just think like me, they, they're like, so repulsed by this, you know what I mean? Like by anybody like Bitcoin, I've been seeing from other people, it's like an NSA, like it doesn't the NSA like control Bitcoin now. Like somebody just said that in our discord today. I was like, where, where does this come from? Like, I know Coinbase was a world economic forum that, right. Side. Didn't you see that somewhere? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, They are with some world. Okay. So there, there's that. Um, but you know, but I've just been saying, have you, have you guys been seeing it or is it always like this where just the people just trash Bitcoin? No, I mean, this is this is I mean, we're seeing it more. I mean, Bitcoin's been more in mainstream news now because of the Canadian trucker thing. But I mean, this is yeah. not an old 
the issue. I mean, this has been around forever and it, it mostly stems from a lack of understanding and that lack of, and I don't even really blame people for that. And because that lack of understanding is rooted in the fact that you have all these altcoins that piggyback off of Bitcoin and people who are new or, or for whatever reason, aren't able to distinguish between the two. Cause a lot of those criticisms are valid, you know, as to altcoins and things of that nature. And then the other thing is, you know, because people don't, that, that's the first, I think, driving factor and the second is you know people that aren't familiar with say bitcoin don't understand the difference between holding your own private keys and not holding your own private keys right so uh, another big story recently were the the goofball like i guess they were boyfriend and girlfriend that stole all the money from bitfinex the, the girl turned out was like a tiktok rapper or something okay. um the, the government was able to get all those coins back but that's because they kept their private keys on Amazon web services. So like, it's not really hard. You know, the government just called Amazon and said like, Hey, we need access to this. And that's the end of it. Right. Uh -huh. So, I mean, Bitcoin's all in how you use it. I mean, in terms of, if you want to be able to send and receive payments, um, in a way where they can't be frozen or censored or anything like that, you have to use Bitcoin in such a way where you are holding the private keys and those keys are not compromised. If you're not keeping your, keys, your coin, not your exactly. Not your keys, not your coin. If you're keeping your coins on Coinbase or you're keep, or you're, you know, I, why you would run a hot wallet on Amazon web services for however <laughs> many bill, billion dollars that was I mean, or whatever. It's a TikTok rapper, Fredo. I mean, yeah. You're, that, yeah, you're, you're but yeah, but they high. were smart enough to do it in the, to, to get the theft in the first place. I don't even, that, that makes me think like, I don't even know. Something doesn't add up there. We'll probably never know. That's the but, thing. I've seen that with, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you finished. I wasn't going I'm, anywhere with that. A lot of these Bitcoin scams, they're super clever and smart, but they have one little flaw. I've noticed this like with four or five of these things. And you're like, you got so far, you know, you're so close. And then boom, it just crumbled. You know, I don't know. Yeah. And you know, what's yeah. so weird is the one flaw, like they pull off some heist that you're like, oh, that was very clever. Like not a lot of people could do that. And then the one flaw is something that like, I don't know, you know, the, the an average Joe that, ha that ha owns like a treasure would know not to do that. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that's what's so odd about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it's funny. You guys got me thinking about that because just today i don't know if either of you guys saw so this is big in my realm of uh, people i talk to but there was a wide receiver for the falcons by the name of calvin ridley who um got popped for betting on nfl games today yeah He's currently a player he pulled a pete rose essentially and uh he the his issue is that he got caught he was using a licensed betting app to do it so it's like like you think if you were trying those they get flagged like those guys like ip addresses will get flagged by uh yeah of by course. the nfl like like they it's serious about that i mean this is like a you cannot bet on your own team and he you know the funny thing is is like you know he was betting on his own he his whole thing is he did the classic i was betting on my own team like every parlay i had was like he was, was doing like huge, to win yeah, he yeah. Was, but he was doing huge like five leg parlays like yeah. for like you know 1500 bucks and stuff like that like big big stuff but he said he always had the falcons like whatever case whether they were underdogs or anything like in there which is kind of crazy because, like, damn, you're a shitty gambler. Like, you're betting on the Falcons, like, <laughs> you know, like your your own team. But also, <laughs> last year he used 
mental health as like he was like i'm stepping away for the team for mental health reasons and he never has played like since and then he gets popped for like this today which i've been there i've had mental health uh issues after gambling before just you know tough losses but uh the uh yeah that was just it reminds me it's like it's insane like you're doing this you obviously know you have like one of the best jobs in the world and like all you needed to do was just find like one bookie you know what i mean one like or, or you could just get one of your homeboys to be like yeah, yeah that's what like, i said to you right here's, yeah, yeah like that's all you got to do mm-hmm. pretty that's much what's so crazy and you know those guys all have entourages of people yeah. that would do anything it's not like it's hard for them to get somebody to do that for them it's crazy <sighs> that this happened today i just watched uh my girlfriend uncut gems for the first time yesterday or the other day yeah holy shit have you seen that freda no, I haven't. It's yeah. You didn't. You said you didn't. You weren't a fan. I, know, I, I wasn't a fan. No. Is it because you're a sports gambler? <laughs> no, yeah, it was like, I didn't okay, like it because I didn't like the supernatural element to it. It really took me out of it. Like, the oh, whole, like, the, oh, this the stone is like so. It allows yeah. Kevin Garnett to get rebound. Like, it's just yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And like, I didn't yeah. really like that parlayed in but it was also with like a real story like Kevin Garnett like really yeah. did all that stuff in the games. And then it was yeah. I don't know. I, I love I, the- I just, I, just I don't know. It's ending, too the ending parlay. Yeah, he did the opening, yeah. the opening tip. <laughs> like he would have all lost if he didn't. Sorry, God, dude, that's like me every NFL Sunday, dude. If you want to just come so hang cool. out, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, back to back to Bitcoin here. Um, you know, did, did people are saying that it is like the new currency of like you know the the elites? If you're, I know, I know, Fredo, you're not really a World Economic Forum doomer like I am, but like you know, there, a lot of people say like it's going to be the official currency of them. Like they're maximalists in a way, you know, rather rather than like just the regular like crypto Twitter guys are. Like it's almost like no, this is coming. Like we need to like save the dollar, you know. So I, I just I've, I'm seeing that sentiment a lot now. There's a lot of people like in our Discord. Like we have a crypto channel, but there's other people like that are just like no, this is like psyop, like da da da, da all that kind of stuff. Like I I just I don't I've always thought like the 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 hatred on Bitcoin from like the average person came from just like oh it's cringe these guys are lame like these guys eat like raw eggs and like you know like don't like crypto Medici and stuff like that like I. I, I don't understand the like World Economic Forum element to it. Yeah, I mean, well, one of the things with World Economic Forum and uh, what Glenn is referring to is that, you know, just for uh, obviously listeners who are not in our group chat with Glenn and I, uh, is is that, you know, uh, probably regular listeners in the show, Glenn's take on the W. Glenn is more of a WEF, a WEF doomer, whereas I... I think it's mostly LARPing. Like, I think it's kind of a social club for rich guys. I don't doubt that some of the people that are involved in their events are scheming and doing really bad stuff, but I don't think it's being coordinated through like the WEF as an organization. But either way, whichever one of those sort of takes that you have on the World Economic Forum, um, one of the things I've noticed about it is that they, I don't know if they do this for credibility or, or what their deal is, but they'll just throw kind of anybody and everybody on there. Um, and just to kind of see what sticks like, uh, like, and I've even seen people that have like been put on their website as like a WEF. I don't know what they call it. Like associates, not the word they use for it, but whatever it is. And like have had to ask to be take taken off right <laughs> so like uh in bitcoin uh um lightning labs which is one of the big companies that has like a lightning implementation as the name implies 
I think it was Lightning Labs anyway, were it was either a light yeah, I believe it was them. Uh were on there for a while and they had to be like, uh, take us off, guys. You know what I mean? Uh like and and I've seen just odd stuff like Tulsi Gabbard was yeah, listed it yeah. on there. And I you know, that's not someone, I mean, not someone that I know personally, obviously, but not someone whose positions on most issues I would see sort of lining up with them. So, you know, I don't know what their deal is if they just sort of like piggyback onto things. It kind of seems that way to me. They're like the the guy that pretends to be friends with way cooler kids, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's coming to my party tonight, dude. He's fucking, exactly. Yeah, like, 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 it, it kind of seems to me sometimes like something is popular, so they'll try to kind of like glom onto it a little bit. And and I, I that's just the the vibe I get. It's the only way I can explain at least some of the people that have like been like, hey, take me off, guys. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that. Uh, a lot, but, you I know, feel, nah. <laughs> I feel I'm a little more aligned with with Glenn on this one. I, I just because the words that the, the leaders say in various countries, Canada, New Zealand, et cetera, just match up so crystal clear with what they're promoting, you know, and it, it just like word for word kind of shit. And I'm like, what's that about? You know, and uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on, you know, but but yeah, but they're saying like Putin was like an old WEF partner. And shit. so there's all these weird, like yeah. random people in Tulsa Gabbard. I agree that like, too many people it. are put that, la- get that label put on. It's like, there's like four or five people in there that I'm like, okay, these are, this is like, this is the, the, the top dogs, you know? Like, right. Like, I, Cause even yeah, if yeah. like, even if, and I, obviously we'll never know whose position on this is right. But like, even if I like take yours as correct, like it wouldn't make sense for, some of the people that get thrown on there to, to, to be on there, even, even Ooh. if you take the position that they're like, you know, dictating world events. Yeah. Yeah. All, all of a sudden you look and it's like carrot top. What? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's no, it's, I, you know, the, the world economic forum, my thing, my whole thing is I, I've said it to you in the, in the, in the group chat where I'm like, Hey, rich guy LARPs scare the hell out of me. Honestly. Like, you well, know, that, I mean, like, that, there's yeah. that too. Right. I mean that, I mean, and that's, completely rational thing to believe right like these rich guys get together and just start larping about crazy stuff and then it kind of goes too far right like when you got a lot of money like you know i guess a larp can go pretty far different than our larps like like most dangerous game right like most dangerous game was a rich guy larp you know i'm just saying yeah yeah yeah. that's all that's that's all it is but like um yeah, like that you know there's there's i just don't understand how they would how they would even if bitcoin can't be controlled right if let's say everybody owns their own like we're in we're in this like super crazy like i guess just individualist thing with with bitcoin people are moving off of coinbase which you know i think is good i i, I moved off of coinbase i'm i'm trying to find somewhere else now but i i got off i got off that stuff like how would how would the world economic forum do it i mean they oh, they only want to do it through coinbase right is that how they would how, is that do you, do you think yeah, that's even their I mean, goal they, like they would yeah. want i mean they would want a version of bitcoin where everybody's holding custodially on an exchange right but right. i mean the whole issue with bitcoin is that it's just very easy to not hold your coins that way right it's very uh-huh. bitcoin's designed that it's not particularly difficult for you to hold your private keys i mean not i don't want to underplay it and say it's easy but it's something that an average person with very little technical ability can learn to do with a little bit of guidance Uh, and you can run your own node in bitcoin very easily as well it's i it's probably the only cryptocurrency left where that's still and what does that mean 
So when you run your own node, that means you're on the network verifying transactions, keeping your own copy of the blockchain, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, meaning there's not, the more people that run their own nodes and beyond just run their own nodes, but use those nodes to verify their economic activity, that's what prevents the network from being centralized. Because if, you know, if let's say 70% of the nodes in existence, this is not true. I'm saying this is a hypothetical. If 70% of the nodes in existence are run by Coinbase, well, then, you know, Coinbase can just set new rules for the network, right? And then they're going to sort of, that's what the network is, if that's what people are using to verify their economic transactions. But if there's enough individuals or just, just distributed nodes in general, not even just individuals, businesses, whatever, running their nodes, that then that makes it much more difficult for one entity or small group of entities to sort of, you know, dictate the rules of the network. Interesting. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I wouldn't make sense to me because I, I see where these people are coming from where it's, the whole you'll own nothing you'll and be happy uh you know social credit score stuff mm -hmm. which is, stuff I, I genuinely fear like i do genuinely fear that at some point you know being eased into that for um, good reason yeah, yeah for yeah because we kind of already do most things digitally like i i paid with cash the other day and the person said yeah cash is fine at starbucks i was like well yeah it, it should be fine what are you talking <laughs> like you know what i mean like like yeah that's that's fine like i because they have this fake chain shortage in the in the bay area i don't know if this is everywhere but they have a, a that's national like there's a, there's yeah like it's real I've that's seen, a real thing they're not just lying to me that there's actually a chain shortage i don't know well i will say i mean the the idea that chain stores have had signs up saying that there's a chain shortage is absolutely national mm. that's not just california as to whether or not it's real i don't know i mean the rationale behind it was just because of covid uh they literally, I mean, they didn't have the staff there minting the coins. You follow it, and that's wow, what sort okay, of, yeah. that sort of built up a backlog and created a shortage. But I have no idea, like what the what the real severity of that was. Like, there's no place where I've been where they've just said, "Oh, we're out of change." Um, I do know that banks would give you would did. I don't know if this has changed, but during like twenty you know, 21 and, and uh, 2020, even more so in 2020. Like if you went to the bank and you, and you said like, I want, I don't know how many rolls of quarters, they would limit how many you could, that they would give you um, because they could only get so many from the federal reserve due to the, due to the shortage. Oh. So some, some part of it is real, but I don't know. Like, so one of the things about COVID was, was, and this is broader than just change. Businesses used it as a convenient excuse to stop doing shit that they want, that they were, ha that they wanted to do oh, away yeah. with anyway. You know, the, the classic story that I tell with this is like very early in COVID, I bought a new couch uh, and they were going to deliver it. And I was like, can you take away my old couch? And they're like, oh no, because of COVID, we can't risk <laughs> contaminating like that your rocks. couch that with rocks. other couches. Which the best yeah. part about that was, so you know, these furniture, big furniture companies, they all use independent contractors for the trucking, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, the guys show up and I was, they they put my couch and I'm like, hey, I'll give you guys 50 bucks to take my old couch away. And they're like, yeah, no problem. And they loaded it right, loaded it right up in the truck, right up against, you know, 
the uncontaminated, pure virus-free furniture and drove away with it, you know, because it was all bullshit. It was just the furniture yeah. company didn't want to deal with hauling away, you know, <laughs> that stuff anymore. Yeah, and they probably didn't have a place to throw it because that place was short-staffed or something. Yeah, just all types of stuff Exa- like yeah. that. Yeah. It's, and so, um, no, that that's true. But I guess if we are moving to all digital payments, what... I, I guess the way I will understand the the Bitcoin skeptics, especially those from like a you know World Economic Forum derangement standpoint, is the fact that like, okay, like some of them are trying to return to cash. Some a lot of people I've, I've known are switching back from direct deposit to paper checks because they kind of just you know not maybe just even a, a semblance of of like uh, not leaving a paper trail right or, or in a sense like maybe just taking one step out of it or something, but. Um, with Bitcoin, you kind of it is a digital payment, right? Anytime you would do that, so I, I do understand where these people are coming from. But at the same time, it is Bitcoin is so volatile. I, I, that's not the method I would choose if I was trying to run the world is, is Bitcoin because it's so volatile. Well, I mean, it's it's not the the volatility volatility decreases with adoption, right? So I mean, that's more mm. of an adopt. The, if I they see. if if it was a world currency, the the volatility would would end, but the the real issue is you wouldn't do it because of the the decentralization factor, right? Like if you want to pick a currency and you want to stay in control, you at a minimum you want to do it in a currency where you can control the supply, right? Because of are, are either of you guys like familiar with the Cantillon effect? Yeah, actually, that guy that came on the first time um, that I thought was you uh, talked about it very well, where the government when where the uh, Basically, the people who get the money, the first money printed don't see the effects of inflation. Is that essentially? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So they get like just wildly disproportionate benefits from it. Right. So there's actually an old episode of DuckTales that shows this, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, yeah. Huey, Dewey and Louie, uh, they get a gun that can double gold coins. Like so they like shoot a gold like it's a laser. They shoot it. Uh, the coin and they get two so in the beginning everything's like dope as hell like they're 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 buying everything they can see and then like later in the episode they try to buy like a hot dog and it's like a hundred dollars you know what i mean so, <laughs> yeah yeah at any rate um you know if you're you want to be able to like help out your friends you want to be able to control the economy you don't you wouldn't want to give up the ability to control the monetary supply and, you know, if you're running stuff with Bitcoin, you're giving up that ability that I mean, the ability to actually control the monetary supply is probably more powerful even than the ability to censor your enemy's payments, arguably. Um, so I just I can't see that being like, oh, you know, we're if if you're in a, if we're in a dark room somewhere trying to control the world, I, I just don't think Bitcoin is what you would come up with. Right. Yeah. I mean that that's that's why that makes sense to me because I I've just been seeing people say that like they're gonna use it to do I'm like I I don't understand how that works I mean they you'd still want to do USD or even just a, a, a offshoot of that or something well they, they like the, CB, ripple, the CBDCs right <laughs> central bank digital currencies that's what we're all the uh the the momentum I guess but behind that group of people they they love that stuff for obvious reasons right a CBDC you know, you've got this digital currency, everyone's using it, they control the supply of it, they can track all the payments, you know, that's, that's sort of like perfect for, you know, if, uh, not sound tinfoil hat here, but like elite control. Oh, hell yeah. It's the, it's, it's all the, 
it's none of the cool stuff about a crypto and all the bullshit yes. about it. <laughs> exactly. That's literally right. what that is. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, crazy. And my whole thing, what do you think? Because Bitcoin gets critiqued maybe more eloquently by saying that, you know, now it's, it's because it's grandfathered in, there's all these coins that are lost and there's all these wallets that are controlled by a small finite number of people, whatever. And I was always like, yeah, that, that may be true, but I'd rather have that some kind of like system like that than what we have now with the dollar and with the, you know, with, with everything else, with, with the inflation, you know what I mean? I'd rather. Right. Because with the dollar, I mean, the people in charge can just print more of them and give them to themselves. Right. So at least Bitcoin, even if people that got in early do Mm -hmm. have like a disproportionate amount, uh, you know, by the way, it's still early. Uh, but even if that's the, if that's the case, like, you know, they at least can't just like print more for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. So, I had one another thing we had to talk about today. Um, this is good. I, I want. I'm. I'm. I've wanted to talk to you about this because we've been kind of, uh, kind of like trolls on this a bit. On this a bit, but it's it's the seed oil thing. Everybody's talking about seed oils, right? Oh and uh, we 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 talk about health on here a lot and and what we eat and 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 whatnot. But uh, so what, one thing I have to ask you, Fredo, is there was an old old post going around. I think you might know which one I'm going to bring up here, but uh, it involved uh, Kirkland Costco croissants. Um, I, that was you, right? That that had that was the for for labor the Labor Day barbecue using them as a. Uh, oh as, yeah, they were actually uh, Publix ones, but yes. Oh, Publix. Okay, so yeah, not Costco. Yeah, but uh, um, they, so okay, one was was that real? Like the whole I bought those because the the seed oil. Thing, right? Yeah, you, so you I mean, to... there there actually are uh, brands of like of buns that you can get in the store too that don't have seed oils if you look. Uh, but one of the real safe bets, if you don't want to go through like looking at a bunch of packages of hamburger buns, is usually croissants. It's not a hundred percent. Bizarrely, there are croissants that are still made with margarine out there, uh, so mm. you do have to look. But uh, all butter croissants are not that hard to get. So yeah, and. It tastes good as hell too. Have you ever, have you ever had a burger with uh with a croissant? Yeah, I don't think I have, but I mean I don't see it being bad. I see a flaking issue possibly, but yeah, I don't No, nah, it's it so the flaking isn't too bad if you get a good croissant. The mm. hardest part is the slicing it in half to put the burger in between. <laughs> that would that's that, would, a, yeah. that can be a little tricky, but you can get the hang. I mean, the, the key is to get the biggest croissants you can find. Right. Like not to get the little ones to get the surface area. What about yeah. You, yeah. you toast those bad boys on the grill too. Like get a little, you can little actually car. do that. We did not yeah. do that that day uh, okay. when I made that post, but yeah, you definitely can do that. I mean, if you think about it, I mean like even like just like crappy fast food places have croissant witches, right? So it's not like for <laughs> breakfast usually. So it's not yeah. that yeah. crazy. But yeah, hamburger is good as hell and a croissant. Like if you, uh, if it, it's get, well, I don't know. It, I guess <laughs> I'm spoiled because I'm in Florida. I was going to say it's barbecue season again. But that's because our winter here ends around Valentine's Day. Yeah, we, so, yeah uh, we're good. We're I, we're West Coast guy. I mean, you know, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's the people in the middle can cope. And, and I'll grill. I'll grill in the middle of winter too. I'm that oh, guy, you know? yeah, you can do oh, that. Yeah, when I said, yeah. I mean, middle of winter where I live is like that means it's like 65 during, yeah. during the daytime. Yeah. So like, you know, like fleece. Yeah, like yeah. A, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Little windbreaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the uh, so well, you know, 
where did the where did this the seed oil thing? Because I, I see see everybody talking about it now, and now I've always avoided you know canola oil or not always, but in the in the last few years when I've taken stuff a little more serious, like we typically use avocado oil in the house uh, and stuff. But I've always thought the derangement behind seed oil felt like a little bit weird, where it was like isolated, right? Like isolating seed oil as as the root cause of. I mean, anything, honestly, like, you know, the people were talking about, you know, men being effeminate or just the way people looked, you'd see a very, in my opinion, you'd see like a awesome looking guy from the fifties who was like, probably like a model at that point. And then you'd have like some Reddit guy from now. And it's like, okay, hey, yeah, I see that. It's not like, apples to apples with that. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean, it's like, yeah. yeah, maybe Clint Eastwood in like 1962 or something. Maybe, maybe he looked better than, than this guy. So I, I, while I don't use them, I, I I have trouble with seeing the way like Chinese people just guzzle that stuff and have a nice long lifespan because of other things that they do. Like, do you do you view that as like the number one bad thing in people's diet? I I do think that they're uniquely bad. Uh, I I mean I there are. So I'll put it to you this way. Can I just say I'm so excited to talk about this. Right, I've been waiting for this to talk with you guys about this for like <laughs> as long as yeah. I'm so yeah. stoked. I, no, I, think, I, I, I think we're all going to learn a lot here. Yeah. So no, what's kind of interesting yeah. too, just before I get into it, is like, so I yeah. got woke to it's seed oils. Right now. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've been woke to seed oils now for pro like really early. So like, I'd say around 15 years almost. Okay. Like a, like a meme, really, yeah, really meme. long time. Yeah. To the point where like certain things, certain, uh, I, don't, I don't know, not common knowledge, but again, like, I guess like, uh, Common beliefs among the seed oil community, let's say, have actually changed a little bit over time. Like sometimes I'll see something on Twitter and I'll be like, that's not right. And and then I'll sort of look around and be like, oh, that kind of is the current thinking now. Right. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there's there can be things like that where I'm out of date. But to get to your question. So, I mean, something really enlightening to me happened actually a couple of years ago during the height of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that was, uh, you know, this is this is back when you like everybody, nobody was really leaving the house. Right. Like this is really this was really tough times. And I went to go live with my brother and my, and my excuse me, my brother in law, my sister and their kids um, during this time. So. We're, you know, we're looking for stuff to do, things to watch, like everybody was back then. And my brother-in-law broke out some of his old surf videos. When I say surf videos, I mean like from the surf companies, not him surfing. So, oh yeah, yeah. They, they were they were lost videos. Do you remember those, Glenn? Like or, or I, I side, do, like actually, yeah, okay, I yeah. So th this is '90s stuff, right? Uh. And one of the things you notice when you watch those videos, and this is like not, I mean, I'm not even just talking about the surfers themselves, which are like obviously on some level, all athletes. I mean, like when they're going to conferences and meeting fans or like going yeah. into a high school, right? Everybody looks a lot better. Like everybody's thinner uh, there. I don't know how to explain it, but like if you, I mean, the, the obesity thing is the thing that jumps out right away, but everyone also just looks better. So there has absolutely, you know, I'm turning 41. Um, there has definitely been over my lifetime, a market change in that regard. Now that doesn't necessarily mean it's seed oil, right? There were, there are a variety of things that have changed over that time period. 
So one of the things that people tend to talk about that I think we can discard um, in terms of being the primary driver is activity levels. Um, because uh, people already had office jobs by the time that this really started to kick into high gear, the shift that you'll notice. And also there's also the classic, there's a, there's actually a good amount of research on this that, uh, Strength training tends to lower people's propensity to obesity because they build lean mass that's then burning calories more all the time. But just yeah. straight up activity actually does not contribute. There are a variety of reasons just to be active, right? I'm not saying it's not beneficial health-wise, but just speaking solely to obesity, it actually does not have that strong of an effect. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty mild. So I don't think that that is the issue now. So we look at the like big shifts in what's happened. Well, you can look at like, okay, how about macronutrient changes over that time period? Well, the problem with that is there have been different fads over that period. And the trend is still towards more obesity and worsening health outcomes. Right. And what I mean by that is there was a low fat trend over this period and there was a low carb trend over this period. And it's, it didn't stop the train. You know what I mean? Like that, like it, it, the, we stayed on the path that we were on. So I don't think that's either one of the more interesting theories. And I, I, all of these things may contribute, but one of the more interesting theories is we made it really hard to smoke. Um, and you know, yeah, as you're probably aware, nicotine is, uh, an appetite suppressant. Nicotine is also an aromatase inhibitor, meaning it raises yeah. testosterone in men. So I, as to how much that's a contributor, I don't know, but it's something right. Mm -hmm. Well, I would the, say the aromatase, it stops your testosterone from con being converted into bad estrogen, right? It's like a correct. stop gap. Yeah, exactly. which, is in, which is incredible. I'm, I'm actually really glad you brought that up because I want to talk about the aromatase thing, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, go okay. on. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no problem. Mm -hmm. So, and then the other giant shift is um, seed oils, right? I mean, the there was, there was a marked shift over this time period to try, but initially the motivation was actually uh, you know, it had good intentions behind it. The initial, the initial rationale behind it was not a cost saving measure. It would, the government actually promoted it because there was a belief that it would increase heart health. Right. So, uh, a lot of people don't necessarily remember this, but in the early nineties, one of the last big like companies to change and get rid of tallow out of their products and switch to vegetable oil was McDonald's. McDonald's right, yeah. really didn't want to do it. Uh, they wasn't that like really an animal rights thing too, wasn't it or something? Like I thought it was, was more so that the that it, at the time people were like, "Oh, you're, you know, what you're doing is just bad for people's health." Right? The animal rights thing, I don't think. I mean, they're serving the burgers, so I don't know what the, yeah, the, the tallow I, I, uh makes a difference there. It was more just so that like, hey, you need to help people. We, we need to do something for America's heart health, switch to vegetable oil, which they which they did. There's a lot of wild stories, by the way, from when they made the changeover, like uh, because vegetable oil is so uh, just unstable and combustible, like uh, 
people's uniforms were catching on fire. You know what I mean? Just like like insane shit. The first like few <laughs> oh, weeks, fran- uh, you know, company wide when they when they switched over. Um, you know, that was that was a big big shift. And what we know about these oils is that they are they are extremely prone to oxidation, right? And when we say prone to oxidation, a lot of your listeners, because it's it's uh, it's been a buzzword a lot, probably are, are familiar with the term free radicals. So that's what's produced by by oxidation. So one of the ways that you can actually like this is to some degree measurable, right? Uh, Totox is usually, which is just uh, total oxidation particles. Um, there are studies around that sort of stuff and polyunsaturated fatty acids, which are vegetable and seed oils that uh, tend to be outrageously high in polyunsaturated fatty acids, much higher than any potential natural food product mm-hmm. on earth would ever be. Uh, when you heat them up, which is usually what they're used for, right? Cooking, mm-hmm. um, they produce just absolutely colossal amounts of these free radicals. And then you add on top of that, the fact that um, there, there's really a couple different issues with the seed oils. So number one are the, the, uh, the oxidation issues caused both by the fact that polyunsaturated fatty acids are unstable and then they oxidize when they're heated during the cooking. And then also you get a lot of that stuff because there have to be extremely harsh chemical processes to produce the oil, right? Because these seed oils are coming from uh, plant matter that is not very oily. Like mm. if you go pick corn, like, 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 like a cob of corn, like that's not some oily shit. Like imagine like you yeah. couldn't just take a, a cob of corn and try to put it in a grinder and make corn oil like that. Mm. That's not going to fly or, you know, broken many a grinder in my day trying that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So like they have to do some just crazy stuff to get that out or canola oil. Right. Which as uh, my, some people may know, may or may not know canola oil is a marketing term. It's short for Canadian oil. Canola oil is actually rapeseed oil it comes mm-hmm. from, from the rapeseed that when they started marketing it in the nineties, they didn't think people would want to buy something with the word rape in it. Uh, they were probably right about that, but a rapeseed is a tiny rock hard little seed. Uh, it is not something that's easy to extract the oil from. So that's number one. And then number two, separate and apart from all those issues, many, although not all of these seed oils have outrageously high levels of omega six fatty acids, much higher than you would ever be able to ingest if you were just eating let's just say ancestral foods for lack of a better term, right? Now that's not true of all. It's very important to keep in mind that those two, there's actually more than two. I'm going to go to a third in a second, but those two are independent reasons why this is bad. Because for instance, canola oil is not all that high in omega-6. That's why it's it's marketed as not being high in omega-6 but you still have all the oxidation issues, um, which are equally if as bad, if not worse. Those are the main reasons you'll see, you know, behind the seed oil things. There's also some evidence that the way that it uh, accumulates in your adipose cells is di- sort of different. Um, and it's, it's more difficult to lose that fat 
there's less studies on that. I don't have a ton to say about it. Um, the more interesting part about that, that people, that I think it's important that people understand is if you're eating a diet that's very high in seed oils. So when you eat fat, all of the fat you eat is stored a hundred. Like you, you do not burn the fat you eat. Even if we, if I were to put you on a diet where you ate only fat, so it was literally the only macronutrient that you could even be burning for energy, you would still not be burning the fat that you ate. You would actually be burning the fat out of your adipose tissue. And then the fat you were eating would then be entering your adipose tissue. That's just the way your body works. The only exception to that is if you're eating uh, medium chain triglycerides, which are only essentially found in coconuts. So it's, it's not a, it's not the majority of fat that most people are eating. Um, so the reason why this is critical to understand is if you stop eating seed oil and you clean up your diet, you've got all this adipose tissue that is chock full of polyunsaturated fatty acids. And it's going to take you a while to burn through that. Um, you may feel as bad or worse for, depending on how fat you are, an extended period of time while that's all being released out of your tissues. Mm -hmm. um, so that was just sort of a side th side path I drove down there since we were talking about adipose tissue. But anyway, I talked a lot there and I rambled a bit, so I'm going to turn it over to you guys for questions. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to hear Cy. I want to hear Cy's take on this. No, that was great. Uh, I... First of all, I think none of us, we all don't like seed oils here, you know? Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me They're, let me say something real fast, because like, yeah, I, yeah. I was saying that the, the reason I'm, I'm skeptical on it just being a cat, I mean, I don't, I don't even think that's what Fredo Is it the, me the memification of it? The kind of the yeah. yeah, well, that, that always scares me, because like I... The, the thing that was always deployed, I'm not saying all memes are the same, and I'm not saying everybody, they're all deployed in a sense, you know, to do mind control. Some people just might come up with something funny, mm. you know, like people, I see people copying Howling Mutant tweets every single day, the formats and stuff, you know, I, mean, I don't think he's yeah. a up, but you know, it's, it's maybe, maybe he is, I don't know. But the, the, uh, the thing about it is that I think a lot of people like I saw I saw one post where a girl posted like a before quitting seed oils after quitting seed oils. All right. She looked a lot more radiant and everything and all that. And I'm like, well, did you just cook more meals at home? Because yeah, like, I mean, the only time the only times I ingest seed oils is when I go out to eat. And that's like when I go out to eat, I make, I make there, worse yeah. dietary choices when I go out to eat 100 percent of the time. You know oh, for I mean? sure. Then, then when There's I eat all yeah, there's always going to be confounding variables in there for sure. Uh, I, yeah. I I agree with that 100. percent And I gotta say, man, being in Portland, all the because I'm and this is why I'd love to because I'm more on the plant based side of things, and you guys aren't as much. You're more the omnivory kind of kind of vibe, right? Yeah. And yeah, man, being in Portland, and there are like three or four. There's like this is the least healthy like town in terms of food. It's crazy. And all the, because oh, yeah. I'm an ingredient checker for sure. And I, man, all of, and I used to, uh, so anyway, I, I've checked all this shit, all the plant-based quote unquote health, uh, restaurants up here use fucking canola oil. It's crazy. Or like copious yeah. amounts of seed. And it's, they disguise it super well. You would never expect it. You know, it's just the vibe and the ambiance, you know, you're yeah. kind of like what? So anyway, it's, it's fucking wild. It's hard. It's hard to get 
good food anywhere. And when you go out to eat anywhere, you know, it's, it's just crazy. I wanted to talk about, so yeah, I think the, the PUFA the polyunsaturated fatty acid is the big one for me in that you're consuming in many cases an omega six high oil that, uh, thousands of times higher than you could possibly find in nature or in an ancestral diet and that there's no doubt in the scientific community that that radically increases inflammation right right yeah to where absolutely. to where when you cut out seed oils even if you're eating a ton of anything else let's say factory farm beef or or whatever you know or whole fat or whole plant fats you're going to be radically decreasing your um just the, this insane imbalance you have in your fatty acids uh profile which is going to make you feel better you know and, and it'll immediately decrease your inflammation uh although i do think what you said is true about how it, the detox will take a long time uh the what else was i going with that yes yeah, so, yeah cuz we want as close of omega 3 to omega 6 ratio as possible right we need both yep. you know but there's no problem getting omega 6 in the modern world yeah, right. no, there's no person alive today that has to worry I'm getting too little omega-6. Yeah. Now, here's where it gets, because I've been from, like, the vegan side of things, and I don't, you know, that word's weird for me for a lot of reasons, but <laughs> I know people, okay, so, and when I, when I, when I was going plant-based back in the day, everyone was against seed oils. It was like the, that was, when those were like a more hippie vegan aesthetic, and everyone was yeah. like, what? Now I detest this modern veganism, this, you know, this impossible burger bullshit kind of thing, you know? So it's, it's changed. They've psyoped the the modern movement for sure. And the real hardcore plant-based people are whole food plant-based, no oil. Like that's a big thing in the community now is like no oil. And so like no industrial products, basically like no industrial products, but even like an avocado oil, even like that, they hardcore, you know, like you're eating oats. They're just eating, eating a whole avocado or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And there are tons of scientific studies that I've seen. There, There's at least 10 scientific reasons that I've heard of why practically any isolated oil, regardless of PUFA, anything like that, is not ideal for human health. And one of them we have, we see consistently like uh, blood vessel constriction immediately after consuming a meal high in oil, right? Uh, things yeah. like that. Uh, inflammation, of course, goes up. Um, and this is where it gets fascinating, though. You know, if you if you take a tablespoon of walnut oil with, like, you know, French bread, uh, your blood, your art, your arteries will constrict for, or even olive oil, to be totally honest. So it's not, yeah. it's not necessarily a seed oil thing. Uh, and I, I eat... I eat olive oil. Like I'm not, I'm far from perfect. So I'm not even trying to like, right. I'm, far, that yeah. I'm far from perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But all I'm saying, the, <laughs> the science clearly shows like the replica science, not the fake bullshit science. Like if you eat a handful of walnuts, you get the opposite effect. Your blood vessels relax and dilate versus if you had the walnut oil. So there's a, there's a, it's a process oriented thing. It's not necessarily an ingredient oriented thing. And, uh, that's just, I mean, and, uh, the classic, the really classic example of that, by the way, is that uh, nuts are pretty high in polyunsaturated fatty acids, mm -hmm. but people that eat a lot of nuts do not have the same negative effects that people yeah. that eat other high amounts of polyunsaturated fatty acids from other sources do. And one of the reasons they think that is, is because 
when you're eating a nut as a whole food, it also has other stuff in it, namely vitamin E, which yeah. uh, sort of counteracts the free radical stuff. Absolutely. So there, there's a protective effect in there as well. Yeah. I mean, I, you're right. And I, there's definitely uh, oils that are better than others, but whole foods are probably, it wouldn't surprise me at all, yeah. um, always going to be the best. And I know you're plant-based, but mm -hmm. this is also an argument for, uh, and I do use, I don't use a lot of oil, but I do use oils, although not seed oils. But, you know, if I'm not going to use, like, I, I don't, what I typically use instead is actually, uh, just like fat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just leftover tallow, tallow. Yeah. Uh, bacon, my brother, my brother-in-law yeah. saves his bacon grease, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then he uses that for cooking, you know, think things of that nature. Yeah. Now I want to, yeah, I want to get to that in a second. I, or butter. What was the other Sorry, thing? Yeah. But yeah. Grass fed butter kind of vibe. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So I there, use that, yeah. So there's interesting. There's also another thing because I want to talk about like fatty acid profiles, say in the brain, like DHA and EPA, right? And yep. you know, and the, the you know cell wall linings and things like that. And you know, we all know that's, that's huge effects for mood, for depression, for inflammation, heart disease, all these different things. Now I know vegans that, and this is this is just the perspective I'm coming from because you know people are super artistic in that community and and we'll just document everything right and there is the low fat vegan thing and no overt fats no oils not even not even like whole avocado or nuts some people do they'll just like fruits veggies you know that or if they're doing cooked grains legumes that kind of thing i don't do that i think that's crazy for a couple reasons but i've seen these people host their fucking and they've been doing this for like 10 years right so it's not like a new effect They'll yeah. post their, they will post, and there is like trace, where I'm going with this is there are trace amounts of omega-3s uh, very high in like leafy greens, right? Not a lot, yeah. but like in terms of per ratio, right? So it tends to be you, more EPA or uh, EPA uh, in, than DHA, right? In vegetables, well, if I recall. No, it's, there's actually no, virtually no EPA or DHA in oh, the it's, is it it's just ALA, ALA. Yeah. ALA that's right, but, which has, your body has to convert that. Yeah. Your body has to convert it. And the, usually the omnivore side kind of trolls the vegan side saying you, your body can't convert, you're deficient in EPA and DHA, which in modern context is, can definitely be true. But I've seen, I've seen vegans that have very, very low fat intake, but very conscious fat intake you know, like tons of leafy greens, super healthy, fresh, raw foods, that kind of thing. And their EPA and DHA levels in their blood and in their brain, uh, or, I mean, I guess they just tested it in the blood, are off the charts. And I think that's because it's, this is an enzymatically driven process, right? Where yeah, your, your body just takes up any fat that it gets, especially first thing in the morning and uh, converts. So if you're getting tons of ALA, your body's going to convert it, especially if you have enough magnesium and all the cofactors and everything. The second you start to gunk that up with omega-6, it fucks the whole thing up. And that is seed oils, right? right. So, so um, and I don't eat a low-fat vegan diet. for. I think there's a lot of reasons why that's not good or sustainable. But these guys have a point is what I'm saying. Now, yeah, that was pretty much the main thing that I wanted. Because 
and again, we're, I think we're going, both of us and all of us here are going way beyond the general Twitter discourse on seed oils. Well, yeah. that's my thing, right? All, <laughs> yeah. of, all of you, so like, Fredo is not, did not see a meme and has like no. this insane, like, I'm going to start blocking uh, seed oil, non-seed oil people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like yeah, that's yeah. what I've seen a lot of people doing. And that's just the nature of the internet. I understand. It'll be something new eventually anyways. But um, like, yeah, you guys all understand it. And like, for me, like, I don't, I just I, I just tend to make fun of them. But I, I do have some like honest questions about it because like, you know, what what do you say about like Chinese people? You know, what I mean, is that just genetic? I mean, they have they sky don't... high diabetes. So, I mean, and right. uh, like off the charts. So, I mean, I, I don't know that I would. I mean, they're often held up as like this great example. But I don't know that that's necessarily making the argument there based on based on what's happened as they've. So, I mean, okay, let me take a step back. I mean, for a while, like, they were just not all that industrialized yet. So, like, they, you know, they didn't have access to much food at all. And if, like, you're, if you're not eating much at all, like, a lot of these problems are, are, are not necessarily going to manifest, right? But yeah. once they had better food availability, they seem to be having some pretty serious uh you know, lifestyle diseases themselves. And diabetes is, it's really, you know, we, we don't acknowledge how much the, it's really the, the fat gums up the mechanism and the cell, the cell wall, right. Which allows insulin yeah. to transport back and forth. That's huge. You know, everyone thinks it's a sugar thing, I'm not saying sugar is like not important for diabetes or whatever, but there, uh, there are people that, don't cut out the sugar sugar and go way low fat and have tremendous insulin response, you know, and it comes back. Yep. So there's that, there's like a multi-factor thing going on at play there, I think. Yeah. And you that, make yeah. An, an important point and this goes to your, your, uh, this is tied to the point you made about ALA and it's conversion to EPA and DHA. And that's that a lot of these are very complicated processes that have like various cofactors. They have various things influencing them. Right. So it can be yeah. difficult to pinpoint one singular thing that that's that's driving everything. Yeah, I have a question for you, Glenn. Just um, so mm -hmm. because you like, obviously, you're not like a you're not like a seed oil booster. You're not working for no. or anything. But I do not. Uh, as someone who I guess is a little more skeptical of the size of the effect society wide, mm -hmm. I guess, yep. of, of uptick of seed oils. What, 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 like, if you had, if I were to just ask you, and none of us knows the answer to this because there's too many confounding factors, but if I were to just ask you, like, hey, you know, all of the decline in variety of health related uh, data or factors, whatever you want to say, between just say between, I'm not talking about between 1950 and today, I just mean from right. 1990 and today. Sure. What would be your, your best hypothesis as to the drivers there? Sugar for sure. I'm I'm big. I mean, I mean, okay. I, to me, like like refined sugar, uh, just corn, fact corn that, syrup as well. Yeah, that, corn yeah. syrup and stuff like that. Because like honestly, like I said, can you do you know anybody who has a perfect diet, but seed oil is the only thing that's wrong with it? I don't. I don't. I, you might. I I don't know anybody that's like. Yeah. No. Oil. I mean, that's certainly. Yeah. Uh, a confounding factor. i just can't isolate it that's my whole thing i don't use it we don't we don't even have a bottle of any of that stuff in the house i promise i'll search it'll allow the seizure <laughs> of my house i'll relinquish all rights people can film it and anything i don't we don't i don't we don't we don't use that in here but 
um yeah it's, it's sugar like in in the 80s i think it was in the 80s there was the whole like trans fat getting attacked instead of sugar that was influenced by a lot of corporate uh money and stuff to keep like you know a lot of stuff kids eat the, kids 80, the 80s the 80s was saturated fat being a trap saturated fat, fat excuse me yeah, sugar yeah, went up yeah mm -hmm. yeah so 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 that that was I, I to me that that sounds like it fits the time period kind of well to me too and now I, I i think and i think i do believe that sugar feeds cancer big time too so i think we're talking about a bunch well of i think that's I, I, by the way in terms of sugar feeding cancer i don't even think that's up for dispute um because i think you're right some 100%. people would some people would i'm telling you like they think i mean because yeah. generally speaking cancer cells require carbohydrate for metabolism yeah. so it, it, to the i mean not I'm not saying it's driving all the cancer. I'm not making any of those statements, but I mean, just as a, a physiological matter, one of the more interesting defects of cancer cells, as opposed to healthy cells is that, uh, cancer cells can only metabolize. They're, they're only able to metabolize yeah. carbohydrate. Mo that's true of almost all cancers. I don't know that that's a hundred percent, but it's yeah. pretty, it's like pretty much. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like and it's also, it's also fascinating how, that mechanism can be used as a Trojan horse against cancer. For example, like grapes have resveratrol, right? Yeah. And, and crazy antioxidant, uh, very powerful. But you could take isolated resveratrol until you're blue in the face and it won't do anything. It doesn't do anything, for, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you second combine it with like a sugary, like a, you know, a fructose sucrose kind of thing. The cancer cells open up their doors, let it all in and boom, it gets eradicated by the, by the resveratrol and other, I assume other antioxidants too. So that's why like a big thing is like grape diets, you know, for, especially for cancer patients, you literally fucking, you know, organic grapes for 60 days. And a lot of people have miraculous healings from that, which I find fascinating. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's some, there's a Trojan, no, there's a, there's an elephant in the room. I did do it. That, do it. I know. Not, I do it. That's okay. What, what's a factor that, is not exercise and something not food, right? Oh, maybe it, I don't know. Yeah, just something. environmental microplastics. You exactly. Go to that direction. Yeah, it's the it's yeah. the plastic. It's the it's the because these are uh, hormone endocrine mimicking compounds, right? Yeah. And but by the way, what's funny about this is if you talk about this a lot, people get mad about if you talk like just like you do if you talk yeah. about the seed oils. Like if you tell people crazy. not to talk. Not to touch yeah. receipts. I've gotten people so pissed off. Like, no, that's like, based. Like, no, that's like, based. Don't touch receipts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember I, I going a little back and forth with you. I'm like, yeah, receipt in the bag, like Giga Chad, and that's, then you were like, nah, actually, that sucks too. Like when you, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just they just feel evil in your hand. Let's yeah, real. come on, no. they don't feel good. Dude. Well, yeah, I bought it. It's not yeah. coming back. Yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's crazy, and you hear all the and I first of all, I love making fun of soy as a meme even though i disagree with the science behind most of that per se like right. I, just, yeah. I love calling things soy that's funny yeah, as fuck great me. but like man the 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 xenoestrogens are like hundreds if not thousands of times stronger molecularly than food-based yeah. or even body-based um you know mammalian estrogens and i mean that has a huge impact on you know fat and store and just all the body processes and that is my, I think that's the thing we introduced them and they've slowly been building up in our tissues ever since. And it's also the black bill because it's, it's, there are things you can do to kind of 
decrease that but it's but it's, they're everywhere it, it's it's hard yeah and most and there's, there's there, by, and by the way i mean the real black pill yeah. with that is the epigenetic uh yes. factors right yeah. so like uh each successive generation yeah. will be worse off because of the epigenetic effects that's right yeah yeah it's okay. not great not great um yeah, yeah the yeah i've been watching uh my wife and i've been watching this docuseries called the uh um truth about cancer that's been really really good like really yeah. like you know if you want a chemotherapy red pill that's that's pretty good <laughs> yeah it's like it's... you guys oh god i wish i had um i wish i remembered the name because it would make this conversation a lot more interesting uh it begins with an maybe it's safe read sick read something like that a physician so speaking of the, the chemotherapy stuff so yeah. One of the, so, uh, geoblastoma is, it's a considered to be a fatal type of cancer, right? Like you, you don't, yeah. you don't survive this inside. Maybe you know what I'm about to say, but so one of the things about geoblastoma is what this doctor has found is that if you don't give someone radiation and I believe what he did, he has this very specific protocol where he puts them on an extreme ketogenic diet, like not one that would not be sustainable for you to do just as like a, like a yeah. lifetime thing. But it's, it's a, it's a thing they do for a series of months to shrink the tumor, because as we discussed, yeah. the tumors mm -hmm. require uh, carbohydrate metabolism. So an extreme ketogenic diet combined with a drug cocktail that sort of enhances the effect and then once they've shrunk it down through that as small as it can go, they do surgery. They, they actually cut it out. Mm -hmm. So the idea is by shrinking it, it's, you know, the problem with these tumors is as they grow, they spread and they metastasize, et cetera. So you shrink it down so it can just be cut out. No radiation, no chemo, no nothing. There is a guy who he actually did this on who survived geoblastoma, which is not supposed to happen, right? Wow he's still walking around like going to conferences and stuff, this guy. Um, but he can't do it because standard of care is radiation. So he can only get approval to do it in addition to radiation and his contention. I'm not smart enough to say whether this is true or not, but he seems like a smart guy. Uh, and I don't know what, you know, uh, motivation he'd have to lie is that the radiation ruins it because it causes the yeah. the you know the the spread of the cancer. So yeah. he's like basically not allowed to tell people like hey, I've got this cool thing that you could do, no radiation, no nothing. You know, it takes 9 months, yada 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 because it's it's considered unethical under medical practices to tell someone not to get radiation. Yeah. Which is wild if you consider they're going to die anyway. No yeah. one is making the allegation that radiation is going to save their life. Yeah. Only that they may live a few more months, right? Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. That's best case. Because yeah, and yeah, this is exactly. terminal cancer. Yeah, and like with with the tumor's sake, like there is a lot of stuff that supports the. A lot of people are like, let's shrink the tumor and cut it down, which you, I, I believe is better to do with with diet personally. But like a lot of people say, shrink the tumor, cut it out. But there was on this truth about cancer documentary, one of the doctors was saying, he's like, OK, if you just if you think the cancer, the source of the cancer is at the tumor, you could you could basically as a farmer, by that logic, you'll just see some black spots on your corn and you'll just go and remove every little black spot and be like, my farm's clean. 
yeah. right? You didn't, you didn't, yeah, didn't actually cleanse the environment of it. Mm-hmm. So what these this other guy was doing was because he was he, he was kind of like doing a, a mammogram red pill, which I won't get into now during this. But what he was saying was was he was basically saying there was a, a thermal scan of like cells cell behavior yeah. that that is actually like the preventative screening to get for like this stuff because you can catch this way in advance because a lot of times when there's a tumor you've had it for a long time like it's, it's too meta- late it's, it's be- right. or it's either too late you know maybe it's not even too late but it's like you've okay now we have our options aren't as we don't have these a, a lot of these other yeah, options. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess sure. your options are a little more limited and stuff. But you know, there's there's a lot of stuff like that. That's that's like, man. I don't know. All I'm saying is like, you know, if you're following this podcast, if you've stuck around for us for a while, you've known that maybe the medical industry isn't our our best friend. So I will say, uh-huh. go go down the cancer rabbit hole if you if you can, because I couldn't do it for years. I was actually scared of it, and I'm just starting to do it now. And it's like actually nice and like enlightening you know when you know that like what you eat does you know uh, affect you and not it not in like the you know kind of lame like store slogan way i, I mean it in like <laughs> no it's it is i mean you are what you eat <laughs> like it's it's yeah. um and you know whether it is seed oils whether it is sugar like i said i, I think a lot of people kind of just consume all of it if they consume any of it i feel like to be honest like so it, it nonetheless like it's it's wild to see what like some dietary change would do because some of these doctors are saying like no you just got um got your 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 body's weak right now you need to eat whatever pizza uh sweets all this kind of stuff like they were giving sweets to people with like covid19 like they had like like horrible yeah. covid cases and stuff yeah, like yeah. It, it, to me like you know sugar has, has always been you know especially with with the way we do it now you know like back in the day like you know old people always love like ice cream and sweets but like it's kind of just like a they eat it in like small portions and they eat it you know everything we do our bread is sweet here man like that we that we yeah. have now like it was just we like you know people come in from like europe or something like that and they're like oh this is like the sweetest bread i've ever had and it's like regular do you, ever, do you remember the subway story with the bread with the the, the yoga mat particles was that the Lemonade? no yeah. so subway bread they got in trouble in ireland uh because <laughs> the uh basically they uh they got sued by whatever the food authority or whatever is in ireland and and the uh, subway lost and the ruling was the the sugar content in a subway roll for their subs is so high that mm. it couldn't legally be called bread in ireland that had to be called a pa- it had to be called a pastry um so they actually had to like reformulate their wow in ireland as a result of that they're way they're like on the croissant fucking public strain they're way ahead of yeah. Term, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. that's pretty no, good that's, dude subway stays getting in trouble man i've like every five years they have a new thing yeah, yeah wasn't it the yoga mat wasn't yoga i right mat. about that it was like the rubber particles that were in the yeah. bread and stuff yeah, yeah. and the, the tuna the fake tuna the tuna it's, had no tuna in it dude yeah. it's damn. crazy damn yeah that's yeah, the that curse of Jared, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had a good thing going. Is all I'm gonna say. No, yeah. but uh, yeah, they, they, they uh, yeah. <laughs> Let a sleeping Jared, dog lie. No, but yeah. uh, they, they, uh, no, it's it, yeah. it's wild. The um, so yeah, no, I I, I think that's good. Uh, Fredo, we we've kept you up uh, long enough. It's it's late your time. I uh, appreciate you joining us, joining us late. I think this will be a really good episode after we have our 
uh, largest platform guest. I think this will be a good yeah. One. You guys are gonna. This will be like a little like a, a big step down, like palate cleanser for people. Yeah, you guys no, just no, people be like, what did I just subscribe to? Like huge interview. <laughs> Yeah, we're, no, that's what we're joking this about. This is us, like, though. This is us. Like, yeah. this, is, this is us. Like, you know, if you, yeah. you, we, it's every time weird. we do something remotely serious, we have to like dial it back for to, you know. Like, well, I mean, and this yeah. was serious. Not that you are that yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 but, but I mean. No, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we're talking about like <laughs> geopolitics and stuff, and they'll be like, "Hey, yeah. do you know cancer isn't real?" Like that's like the next episode. <laughs> you know, like, the next episode. Like it's like I can yeah, see dude. somebody being like, "What did I just?" Man, I was hanging out with some people last just this past weekend. And they started getting into Helen Keller truth trutherism. Oh, I don't know shit. how to evaluate let's, let's that, go. but like that's a big <laughs> one. Yeah, I've, always, yeah, I've always seemed fishy. It's uh, yeah, no, yeah, I remember being like, I remember being ten years old here in the or whatever old when you first yeah. learned that, and being like, wait, this doesn't add up. Like, what the fuck is? Yeah, so especially because it was like deaf and dumb was a thing back then. Like it was like, well, yeah. was, were we just you know the latter? I don't know, but like it just I don't know. It seemed that I could I 100 could could get behind that. I I would watch a. Uh, like a 90 minute documentary on Helen Keller. What was wild about it too, is like the one girl who we were with that was getting into it had absolutely zero exposure. You know how like on Twitter and other places, like Helen Keller trutherism is like a thing. Like there's a community behind that, right. Of people that are way into it. But like she had no exposure to that at all. Like these were all conclusions (laughs) she had come to a hundred percent on her own, just by thinking about Helen Keller, which made it much more interesting. Yeah. What's the, Give me the 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 break, just the quick breakdown, really quick of that, like of the Helen Keller truth. Or- <laughs> but yeah, well, you can't just tease that. Yeah, I, gotta, yeah. The, well, I don't know the, this. The belief there, like, right? So the idea, like, so what we're basically told is she was deaf, dumb, and blind, mm-hmm. and that she uh, was it turned out like with the proper like instruction to be able to harness her natural intelligence, and they she can't, was able to come up with a system where by tracing figures in someone's hand, she would be able to communicate, right? Because she was deaf and dumb. So obviously she couldn't hear or speak. Um, and, and, uh, became like so successful at this, that she was able to write books, uh, and all this other stuff. And then I sort of an interesting piece, like factoid about her life is she, and this is not like a conspiracy theory. This is true. She was a communist, right? And mm. she 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 wrote about that. Many um, later later in life, she became a communist. So uh, you know, a lot of people for a variety of reasons have found this fishy that she could have been able to, I guess, accomplish those things and communicate in that way, given the nature of that disability. So a lot, you know, for instance. Uh, you know, like the stories about her before she sort of like, I don't want to say training's not the right word, instruction, whatever. Uh, she was like a very wild, like she would just grunt and throw things. And mm. you know what I mean? Almost like a, like, it's going to sound me- like a lot I don't, of communists I, do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was going to say like a wild animal type stuff. Like, I don't yeah. mean that in a mean yeah. way, but yeah. But so, I mean, the idea is like a lot of people will say like, oh, I think based on, uh, you know, hearing that, I think she was probably just like autistic or something, right? She 100%. wasn't deaf, dumb, and blind. She just had one of those disabilities, and through mm. even though they didn't know about that type of stuff back then, through working with her yeah. teacher, was able to sort of focus more and get more, uh, you know, uh, actually like accomplish stuff. So that's the 
my understanding of yeah. in general how the Helen Keller. Trip yeah, that doesn't even seem that like I, I was I, I was thinking that was going to be a way more like, ah, come on, you know, like conspiracy. But it was like, no, that's that's probably true. I, I, I'm just laughing at her being a communist. I just can't stop laughing at that. Like in my, in my head, <laughs> like, just, you know, if Helen Keller nowadays, if she was a communist, she'd have fucking blue hair and then be like hey comrades i can't find a place to live so if you could just cash out you know i don't know how <laughs> yeah. she's typing it how would she type it i don't know i'm sure there's ways now but like yo there is so that was something that came up like one of the people <laughs> i was with they have a blind relative and there are braille laptops so there's mm. no screen but at the top there's like a, a material that forms and reforms the bumps. So it's one line at a time. Like you can only read, like there's like a line at the top. It'll form a sentence in Braille and you read across. Then the next line comes up and then you can read across and then you can type. Mm. And that's how like Braille laptops work. That's something cool. new I learned this past weekend. That's crazy. Damn. Yeah. yeah, that's a bar. That's a good one to close out with. So we have, uh, um, so Fredo, once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah. Um, follow him on Twitter at not Jeff underscore. And um, <laughs> yeah, I love that <laughs> handle. But the, uh, so you got any, any last remarks, anything you want to plug, anything like that? Listen to good old boys every Tuesday night. So we'll be on, I don't know when this is coming out, but tomorrow night from when we're recording that still works because it'll be next monday so that's, okay great yeah. so it'll still be it'll, it'll still be out and uh you know what if the seed oil well, science changes by next monday that we're gonna have yeah, to scrap this episode <laughs> emergency emergency yeah. science yeah. Uh, update change yeah. With, uh, pufas <laughs> yeah exactly no yeah. that's uh that's good well we're uh we're rare candy um we've launched a merchandise store that's uh that link just follow us on twitter at rare candy pod one you'll see it on there it's in our links in our bio uh Cy has designed some shirts i think he's 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 become he's really spreading his wings here as as being his clothing cool. designer fashion nice, designer and, uh, yeah cool. really really impressive stuff including a goosebumps logo hoodie which is pretty cool and then um i couldn't get behind goosebumps as a kid man too scary very scary. Do you guys remember the one with the, with the hands, the piano hands one? That was a fucking scary. I don't, yeah. I don't, because I knew not to look yeah. into that shit, man. Uh, RL, RL Stein, <laughs> that guys, that's, that's, that name itself should tell you how weird that guy is. It's just, yeah, I don't know. RL Stein was crazy. The whole movie was crazy, but yeah. the font, the font looks great on the hoodie. I got to say that. Much. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, nonetheless, go ahead and check that out. Uh, and um, yeah, that's it for us. I'm Glenn. That's Cy. See you guys later. Have, have a good night, everybody. Yeah.